When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Free agency is upon us. Adam Schefter is here with the latest. Jimmy Garoppolo reached agreement with the Las Vegas Raiders on a three-year, $67.5 million deal. Jesse Bates is signing with the Atlanta Falcons, a four-year, $64 million deal. $60 million guaranteed for Juwan Taylor. Mike McGlinchey's got a five-year, $87.5 million deal. We've lost Schefter. He is off there working the sources. Patrick Peterson is signing with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Aaron Rodgers' watch continues. No more texting Adam Schefter, wondering what's going on with Aaron Rodgers. Welcome to NFL Live, presented by Toro. NFL free agency in full swing. We're with you for all the breaking news this week. Lots to discuss. We begin with Adam Schefter, as always. Let's start, Adam, with the top wide receiver off the board. Where's he going? Kobe Myers is going to the Las Vegas Raiders, Laura, on a three-year, $33 million contract that includes $22 million guaranteed. And that move essentially brings him into Las Vegas and unites him with Josh McDaniels, who he knows, with Jimmy Garoppolo, who the Raiders are going to sign once free agency opens. They've made some moves together, and Jacoby Myers now will be a Las Vegas Raider once the new league year opens. And that also allowed the Raiders to go ahead and trade Darren Waller, their elite tight end to the New York Giants, for a third-round pick in 2023. It's the 100th overall selection that the Giants got from Kansas City in return for Kadarius Toney. So the Giants essentially traded Kadarius Toney for Darren Waller. The Raiders get back the third-round pick. The Giants get a new tight end and a new weapon for Daniel Jones. And the Philadelphia Eagles have reached agreement on a one-year deal with Rashad Penny. He will go in there on an incentive-laden contract. We'll see how he performs coming off the injury, but they feel like they'll take a flyer on him, see how it works out. Remember, Miles Sanders currently is a free agent. We don't know whether he'll be back in Philadelphia, so the Eagles have gone ahead and added another talented running back in the interim. Michael Thomas reworks his contract today. A one-year $10 million deal worth up to $15 million to stay in New Orleans. There were some questions here about what would happen with his future, but he got that figured out. He wanted to be there working with Derek Carr, the new quarterback, and now that's official with that new New York contract. And Al Lazard is working with the New York Jets to see if they could figure out an agreement. There is other interest in Al Lazard. He does have other offers out there. We'll see how that plays out over time, but it's a situation where you've got a case where they're working with the Jets and Aaron Rodgers has people that they want to bring in there and we'll see whether or not that gets done. Obviously, Alan Lassard, one of the players that they want to get done in there. And the Jets also obviously would have an interest in Randall Cobb, Mercedes Lewis, if they can get a deal done with Aaron Rodgers. We'll see whether or not they can make that happen. That's still out there. There are issues to work through. They're trying to restructure a contract with Aaron Rodgers, figure out a trade with Green Bay. So that still hangs in the balance without resolution, Laura. 
We'll continue to watch that and continue to follow those breadcrumbs, Adam. The elephant in the room, if you will. His name is Aaron Rodgers. We're all playing this waiting game to see what happens with Rodgers and New York. And for more, we bring in Diana Rossini with more perspective. What can you add to Adam's reporting on Rodgers here? Yeah, well, you take a look at all these players that the New York Jets are talking to right now, and they sound a lot like players Aaron Rodgers wants to have around him, right? Guys that he's familiar with. And you can add Odell Beckham Jr. to that list that the New York Jets are just looking into right now, perhaps to make Aaron Rodgers happy. This deal is not done yet. We, we, this is not official yet. Yes, they're optimistic. Yes, it looks like it's leaning in that direction, but nothing is official until it's official. And especially when you're dealing with Aaron Rodgers, who had contemplated retirement, right? So we're at a point where we're just waiting for that official word, but the Jets are doing everything they possibly can to continue to try to build this team through free agency and obviously with the draft coming up. But inside the building, I can tell you, they feel really good about this. They just want to get the ball over the goal line soon. <laughs> yeah, it feels like we're all trying to get there and we'll continue to work on that. Thanks to Diana for the latest there. And we'll keep our eye on Aaron Rodgers, but there's a lot more to get to today. We will carry on on this subject as we welcome in Dan Orlovsky with Adam, of course, and Marcus Spears. And Dan, there's a lot to go through there, okay? But what do you make of these requests yeah. from Rodgers? Where he's saying, essentially, bring all these guys in and then I'm good to go. Yeah, it's felt that way for a couple days that it was going to be the deal happens last, but the moves happen first. Hey, I want these pieces or these transactions. If that happens, then I'm more likely to come. The, the, the Alan Lazard one, you can make the case that the Jets could have been interested in indifferent of Aaron Rodgers. Good player, fits their scheme, what they want to do. Um, talented, reliable, kind of slot, big body receiver. Randall Cobb and Mercedes Lewis mean one thing, that they were specifically requested by the quarterback, hey, I want these guys to be – and I get it. He's going somewhere brand new for the first time in, what, 15-plus years. He wants some of his buddies there with him. I think the reality, too, is this. He knows, Aaron Rodgers knows, the Jets have absolutely no choice but to do this. If you are the Jets and you don't get Aaron Rodgers, you have two options. Throw everything you can at Lamar Jackson and see if you can get him away from Baltimore. My guess is what Baltimore would match, whatever the Jets could throw. Or move up to number three in the draft. Somehow, someway with Ooh. the Arizona Cardinals because those are your two most realistic and or likeliest options if Aaron Rodgers doesn't come. But I think it's already a done deal that he's going to. Yeah, I mean, just really fast. You think about what it would actually be like if they had to draft another quarterback after. That's where it sits right now. I don't yeah. see that. No, that, that, uh, that. They'll figure out some sort of veteran to pry loose, to get something done with. Lamar would be a guy that you could transition to, but I think everybody is operating right now as if they're hopeful and optimistic sure. that this Aaron Rodgers deal will get worked out and figured out. It is not done. And again, they have to get through a number of issues, but the signs are encouraging. There is some optimism within the organization, but they're going to have to figure out a trade with Green Bay. That is not a given. That is not an easy thing to do because the two franchises are going to have diametrically opposed ideas of the value that Aaron Rodgers is worth. you got to restructure his contract and see, again, how long he wants to play in New York. One year, two years, what are you doing with that contract? Then you got to go make moves for Aaron Rodgers. So there are a whole host of things sure. that have to get done before this happens. I think there are some Jet fans who are just thinking, oh, Snap, we're getting yeah. a decision. It's a lot more complicated. And I yeah. think it's a lot more layered and nuanced than just a simple, 
oh, yes, I'm playing for the Jets, and the Jets have found their quarterback. You know what? I'm about to do something that I haven't done ever, I don't think, when in regards to Aaron Rodgers. Brush your teeth? And I'm going to give him some – yeah, that's number one. I did that for the first time this morning. The, uh, here's I the thing. something smells right? good in here. <laughs> <laughs> I got to give because we like I can't sit here at this desk as a player and talk about player empowerment and not applaud what Aaron Rodgers is trying to do. Okay. Like I seriously like it would be an oxymoron for me to come on and say well why the hell would he want Mercedes Lewis and Randall Cobb. But Dio you made a great point like some familiarity going into a new situation after all of that time and looking out for other guys. the dynamic of the NFL and locker rooms are all guys ain't going to like the guy. Right. And some guys are going to be his friend to the end and they're going to ride with him. So I got to give him, I got to like applaud him Mark, for trying a, to do that. It's a little bit of that. Like those guys can also teach. Exactly. Exactly. Be a part of to, to a lot of the youth. Yes. In and everybody at home, this happens in the NFL where teams, I was a part of a veteran presence for the Baltimore Ravens mm-hmm. because they were ushering in a lot of young defensive linemen. It could be that case. And obviously you want to get some production out of those guys, but I'm going to get a man credit for trying to get these guys to, to, to come to New York with him. If nothing else, if you're one of the guys that Aaron Rodgers has said, I want you to come with me, yeah, you're probably feeling good about yourself, and that was really unusual out of you, but we yeah. like Mark it. Date down. If Rodgers and Lazard do reconnect in New York, Jets fans have a reason to be excited. Look at this. They posted the third highest touchdown rate of any quarterback-wide receiver combo with at least 100 targets over the last two seasons. Only Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and Josh Allen Gabe Davis have posted a higher rate on per attempt basis. That puts it in perspective just how good those two have been and how comfortable they are to each other. All right, let's move to the Raiders, okay? They continue to add former Patriots to Josh McDaniels' squad. Jacoby Myers, the most recent addition, joining Jimmy Garoppolo in what's looking like Las Vegas' version in New England. It's like the Las Vegas, New England Patriots Raiders. Anyway, Jacoby Myers brings plenty of versatility to Vegas. He's recorded over 1,000 receiving yards, both from the slot and on the outside over the last three seasons. He's one of just 14 players doing that in the league over that span, including his new teammate, Devontae Adams. Don't forget, they do have Devontae Adams. So, Marcus, how do you think Myers fits in this Raiders offense, which, of course, is a very familiar offense to him with his time at the Patriots? You know what I love about this? Jimmy Garoppolo is a 40 guys that can run routes, and I get that from you and Mina last year about guys that can create space because that's where Jimmy Garoppolo has operated in this San Francisco offense based off Kyle Shanahan's ability to scheme people open, right? You think about Devontae, not only can he make contested catches, but what, what do we laud Devontae Adams for? His release at the line of scrimmage, his ability to separate. Jacoby Myers was a guy I started paying attention to last year because Dan and Mina talked about his ability to run routes at an elite level. Hunter Renfro, another guy, creates space out of the slot. Now, I don't know how that dynamic is going to work, uh, D.O., but I think Jacoby could be a two opposite of Devontae oh, totally. because he commands that much attention and you could still leave Hunter Renfro in the slot. I like this move for Jimmy Garoppolo. I think it affords him an ease of travel, which I think he needs, and we've seen him operate in that San Francisco offense. Well, and this is an offense that wants to pound the football and run to the ton with Josh Jacobs. I, I started thinking about this. I expect Josh McDaniels to use Devontae Adams the way he did for a long time, Rob Gronkowski. We thought that was going to be Darren Waller, the move around chess piece, create matchups in space. I think he'll do it with Devontae mm-hmm. now. Devontae's going to be the guy that maybe he puts Devontae and now Jacoby Myers on the same side. I would expect soft coverage there. Jacoby is great at like seven-yard space routes, work off leverage, get the ball in my hands quick. And that's the difference, I would say, fundamentally between like 
Derek Carr and Jimmy Garoppolo was Derek wants to push the ball downfield. Jimmy doesn't. Yeah. So now this is a more of a schematic fit to say, well, if we want to throw the ball downfield, we'll take shots with, with Devontae. Devontae. If yeah. not, we'll use the space that is created by Devontae and the umbrella coverage. Now we have Jacoby and Hunter Renfro with the quick passing game that's going to create those yards after the catch. Yeah, the Raiders have been busy, Adam. They also made a trade. Darren Waller going to the New York Giants. Tell us more. Well, I don't think it's coincidental that hours after they reach agreement with Jacoby Myers, they then go ahead and trade Darren Waller because essentially I think the thinking there would be that they get a younger player who has twice as many catches the last two years as Darren Waller, who's a little bit cheaper, and they get a third-round pick back for Darren Waller. Now, Darren Waller, when he's on the field, is a beast. He's as talented as any tight end in the game, but he hasn't always been on the field, and the Giants are excited and thrilled to have somebody that good. I think the Raiders are essentially remaking a little bit of that roster, mm -hmm. and so you bring in Jacoby Myers. They don't really have an established tight end on the roster right now. It's a draft deep in tight ends. Wouldn't be a surprise if they drafted one or two of them in the upcoming draft, maybe added another one in free yeah. agency here or there. But I think that they just figure, you know what, we could add Jacoby Myers with Devontae Adams and somehow kind of make up for the production yeah. that we'll be missing without Darren Waller. I think Foster Moreau could have some success in that offense. Free agent. In Las Vegas. Yes. Okay, good to know. Um, I want to spin it to the Giants a little bit with, with Darren Waller. I think that one thing that the past gamer – you know, Daniel Jones in New York excelled out a little bit, was thrown to tight ends. Daniel Bellinger was a really good draft pick for them last year. I start to think that Brian Dable's going to go, okay, we're going to play in 12 personnel a ton. One back, two tight ends. Bellinger is probably better suited as a really good number two tight end. Darren Waller has to stay healthy. We are, we're aware of that. But now you've got two tight ends that are mismatched pieces. You could dictate to the defense. We talk about that all the time. You're going to play with five defensive backs on the field or four. This helps Saquon Barkley as well. It'll help players like Sterling Shepard. Like the receiving core would benefit from it. But I would expect that the Giants to play 12 personnel, fifth most in the league, top five in the league when it comes to their usage because of the addition of Waller. Can I be very excited about this move? Because yeah, I, think, I yeah. think it's bigger than what we actually thinking right now. That's when you think move. about Brian Dabo yeah. and the way he creates, right? We're sitting here a year removed from not knowing if Daniel Jones is going to be a starter to him on a four-year, $160 million oh, contract, sure. right? And now you add a piece like Darren Waller, to your point, D.O. to create matchup nightmares, but also – continue to build into that quarterback that you think took a step forward last year. Sure. And then his play calling ability, right? To yeah. find ways to get this guy in leverage, did get we him see open. Them leak a tight end out in the flat for a touchdown. That, yes, yeah. man. And and people forget too, like when when you start thinking about like all of this coming together, you coming off Las Vegas, Josh McDaniel's first year. All right, what how do we gauge? Right? We we are impatient as NFL fans and even in our business. We impatient. And uh, Davis came out last year and said, Josh McDaniels is going to be here. Right. He ain't going nowhere because this was the plan. Yeah. And then you think about Brian Dayball, who we all thought was a home run coach of the year. Now you had another piece for him to continue to progress his quarterback. I love this Darren Waller move. Mm -hmm. I hate it for the Cowboys, but uh, well, I love yeah, it for the Giants. Sorry about that. How about this? Daniel Jones, excellent targeting, targeting tight ends last season. He ranked top five in QBR completion percentage and Make first down rate. Makes a ton nice of job. sense for him to get a great tight end. We're just getting started here on NFL Live as free agency is in full swing. San Francisco's Sam Darnold, it's his time now as he heads there potentially. Marcus tells us why the new guy could maybe win the starting job. We'll explain. Plus, tomorrow, a huge day for Lamar Jackson. And 
and which teams will be reaching out to Lamar. See why Dan thinks the team at the top of the draft should give the star QB a call. NFL Live is presented by Toro. Count on it. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. New on NFL Live, glad you're with us here. From Eagles running back Miles Sanders, he tweeted to the city of Philadelphia, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Have to wonder if that's a goodbye to Philly, and this might be the reason, okay, guys? So Adam Schefter told us at the top of the show, running back Rashad Penny finalizing a one-year deal to head to Philly to join the NFC champs. Here's Mina Kimes' tweet. She said, by the way, noted Seahawks historian, a healthy Rashad Penny behind that Eagles offensive line is a cheat code. Dan, what do you make of the move? Mina, this is my read and react segment. So get your tweet out of here. No, I, I really like this move given you hope that he stays healthy for Rashad Penny and the Philadelphia Eagles. To Mina's point, this offensive line, you could place a lot of backs, find it, and they're going to be really good. I could make the argument that Rashad Penny's a better natural runner than Miles Sanders. He's probably a little bit better of a pass catcher. It's a guy that averages over six yards per carry in his career. When he is healthy, just a physical downhill style that he'll match with that offensive line. I like this addition as long as he stays healthy, healthy for Philadelphia. The news keeps flying in. And next up, the Cowboys, who have agreed to a three-year deal to keep safety Donovan Wilson in Dallas. Marcus, what do you think of the move? I love the move. He's a core piece. And obviously, if you turn the tape on, Donovan Wilson absolutely earned this contract. But he brings an attitude to the Dallas Cowboys in this defense. And I think this has a lot to do with Dan Quinn and how he loves physical guys that are hit in the secondary. And you think about Dallas right now defensively, it's a lot of young guys on this unit. So the fact that you can lock him up, this will go right into Micah's deal. So you'll still have Donovan Wilson and him together. And you can kind of start building an identity of young guys that you like what they bring to the party. Uh, this is very much in the vein of Dan Quinn, though. Let's get to the 49ers. Yesterday, they agreed to a one-year deal with Sam Darnold, giving him three quarterbacks for the upcoming 2023 season. Darnold joining Trey Lance and Brock Purdy in San Francisco, meaning Darnold's going to be the oldest quarterback on the roster at 25 years old. It's worth pointing out quickly that Stefania Bell, our injury expert here at ESPN, was telling me the other day that the 49ers got the best possible news on Brock Purdy. We'll continue to keep our eye on that. But Adam, how do the 49ers feel about their quarterback room at this point? I think right now with Sam Darnold there, they feel pretty good. We've got Brock Purdy coming off the elbow surgery that he underwent Friday. I think it went better than they mm. expected and just what they hoped. 
Trey Lance is going to be healthy for the offseason program, and Sam Darnold has some upside now and has some experience that the two younger quarterbacks don't have. And I think they bring him in there, stick him in that offensive system, put him with Kyle Shanahan, and hope that he flourishes in the one year that he's under contract to the 49ers. I think, look, this team has gone through so many sure. different quarterbacks. It would be negligent not to have as many of them as they could possibly get, <laughs> which is why you go out and get a quarterback yeah, yeah. like Sam Darnold, who had interest from a lot of different teams, but picked San Francisco because of the success that they've had with their offense. Let, let's have a like really real conversation about San Francisco's quarterback room, okay? Everyone knows how much I love Kyle Shanahan. I think he's the best play caller in football. Four out of the last five seasons, their starting quarterback and back court, backup quarterback have missed time, okay? So this move is about one of two things. And since 2017, the quarterback inside the pocket, because we know the bootleg part, inside the pocket has been hit fifth most time in the NFL mm -hmm. for San Francisco. That's either a scheme issue, which they have to address themselves if they believe that, or a personnel issue. Either one of those has to change because this is a reoccurring theme. The addition of Sam makes me think uh, one of two things, really. That they want as many good players or as good a players at the position as possible, or that Trey Lance and Brock Purdy may not, one of the two, may not be available for the start of the season. Actually, three things. So they may not be available for the start of the season. The third thing is this. Is Trey Lance available? Is this a sign that Trey Lance, you could come trade for him if you're another team? He's huh. thrown 416 passes since 2016. They traded up for him. He hasn't stayed healthy. He hasn't developed because he hasn't had the chance to develop. Maybe they lean into, we're going with Sam Dar Darnold and Brock Purdy, and if you want to come trade for Trey Lance, you can come get him. I think Sam Darnold is going to be the starter when the season starts. And I think Sam Darnold is going to thrive in this because the one thing that we log Kyle Shanahan about is keeping his quarterbacks out of harm's way. And that's been his Achilles heel in his career is giving the ball away, turning the football over. Remember, guys, when he first started with Carolina, we was like, oh, this is the resurgence. He probably plays he, the same as Jimmy Garoppolo. plays the same. Like, you're not asking Sam Darnold in this system to come be the guy that we know for the rocket arm coming out of USC. And he also offers you a little bit of athletic ability as well. But when you talk about an offense that not only gets the ball out of quarterbacks' hands well, but we saw those passes that Brock Purdy threw. It was nobody within five to seven yards of those receivers most of, of the time. Yeah, yeah. now, now – Look, obviously, this the NFL. You're going to have to make some tight window throws. But when I'm asking you to make two or three a game, as opposed to 10 to 12, is talented Sam enough. Dorno is talented enough to really do this. Really fast. Adam, do you get any sense about what the 49ers are feeling about Trey Lance and Dan's proposition there that maybe they could be thinking about trading him and, or he would be available, I, I guess? Think, listen, right now, Trey Lance is not healthy and he's an unproven commodity. They don't yeah. know exactly what they have. And you can't count on anything with Trey Lance. So you essentially fell in love with Brock Purdy last year. He right. has seized that job if he's healthy, which you don't know that he will. You hope he will. You think he will. But you're hoping that he is back in time for camp. If not, maybe Trey Lance recovers. Maybe he shows you something. If not... Sam Darnold is there. That's the idea of going out and getting a guy like Sam Darnold. And to your point, I would not be surprised. Yeah, I'm Sam's telling you, man. Up they brought him in to compete if for Sam's the starter. Yeah. Like, this is not. I wouldn't be then surprised. Trey Lance does become expendable. Yeah. That's just yeah. the business 100%. of the NFL. Yeah, it makes sense. That's really interesting. Coming up next, something else that will catch your eye. Veteran wideout OBJ still available after holding a workout for teams last week. Stick around to see where Marcus believes he should sign to contend for a Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers wants the Jets to get in, but there are other teams interested too. We'll be right back.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Welcome back to NFL Live, presented by Toro. One thing I've learned about myself. You hold on to his knee as he hits the turf. Is how resilient I truly am. No matter how many times I fall down, I'm just going to continue to stand back up. Well, Odo Beckham Jr. remains one of the top wide receiver free agents despite not playing last season. The former first-round pick did play well with the Rams, right, but has struggled to produce consistently since his departure from the Giants. When he was one of the league's best receivers, a lot of that had to do with injury. He's been plagued with a few of those throughout his career, playing a full schedule just twice. Adam, we start with you. What do we know about the interest across the league in Odell Beckham Jr. right now? Listen, he had 12 teams at his workout, and everybody that saw the tape was impressed. The issue, I think, is the price. The price hasn't matched so far with what a team is willing to spend on Odell Beckham Jr. right now. Now, there are not a lot of top-end wide receivers available, in free agency. The draft is not as deep at that position as it normally might be. So you're waiting to see if there's a team out there that's willing to go spend on Odell Beckham Jr. who worked out for all those teams last week, who's coming off the knee injury, who looked good during the workout. It's a question of where does he fit, what is the price, who's gonna work it out, and who wants to make that connection. And now we just wait to see. Yeah, I mean, and I'm looking around thinking of teams that really probably need him. And one of the teams that comes to mind when you think about actually needing receivers in general, wide receiver Jacoby Myers, a former Patriot, now to the Raiders. Dan, why do the, the Patriots one. not <laughs> I, I, get him and maybe like somebody else? Well, I, I think if you're New England, one, you have a bottom five skill position group in the NFL right now. I, I can make the case bottom three. Ooh. So it's really OBJ, got to go get him. Are you going to trade for D-Hop if you can? Or if not, the draft. Those are really like the realistic choices. Let me read everybody what the Patriots' pass-catching group looks like right now. First of all, you don't have a single receiver on your team or pass-catcher over 500 yards. Hunter Henry, your leading receiver, had 41 catches last year. Your second receiver, Kendrick Bourne, at 35. Devontae Parker had 31. And Tyquan Thornton had 22. That's right now where you're going into your third year with Mac Jones going, hey, we got to see if you're the guy. This is what right now on March 14th, you're rolling out with the only two teams that I sit here and go are worse in that unit as far as pass catchers are Houston and Carolina now that they've traded D.J. Moore. Yeah. Tennessee's at least got a first rounder. Baltimore at least has Mark Andrews in a first rounder. Arizona right now has DeAndre Hopkins. 
New England, you have the third worst pass catching unit in the NFL. If you think you can make any kind of evaluation on Mac Jones in his third season, you have no choice but to go get Odell Beckham and somebody. Odell, Diop, the draft. You, you, you're saying what's logical, and you talking about it from the prism of New England. Odell Beckham Jr. don't want to go to New England because you ain't winning nothing. And the, and the stage ain't big enough. And he'll because have a decent amount of control here, right? He'll have some yeah. control. Now, Adam brought up a great point about the money, right? Like, based on what he's looking for. It's two destinations I think Odell Beckham Jr. is looking more? for. He, he'll win more in Dallas. He'll win more in Kansas City. Mm. Because Odell Beckham Jr. has to have the mindset that I'm on a one-year deal, right? Like, the injury to me should, should cause him to take a step back and say, let me go – and, and do what I did again for an uh, entire season like I showed up for the Rams and showed that I was still a number one guy and an elite receiver coming off this injury and then go out to the market next year. The only pushback I would say to you is I don't think Dallas and Kansas City have to pay him that money that he wants. I think New England does. Well, that's – but if, it, if it's strictly for him about money, Dio, we are very on the same page okay. and logical. But I just don't believe at this stage in Odell Beckham Jr.'s career that he's going trying to be a building project for a football team to try to determine if your quarterback is good enough. Because he ain't even going to win his division, let alone trying to make a playoff run and, and be in that moment that he wants to be in. Th that's the only reason he went no, to I L.A. Get, I mean, I get your point. I get yeah. your point. The yeah. only thing you wonder is if they got him and somehow he knew they were also getting a DeAndre Hopkins yeah. or somebody like in New that. England but, also, but yeah, also, what makes you think – what makes you – what but makes you, you think right? that Bill Belichick going to pay $20 million for He's Odell Beckham Jr.? He's not going to do that. <laughs> I just gave you what they are as a Damn, pass catcher. He's not going to yeah. do that. They got to stop thinking Tom Brady's Damn, still there, but, though. But you know what we I'm not, saying? We, we, we living in a time with New England where we've been talking about being devoid of talent. Sure. This ain't the first year we talked about them having issues with their wide receiver. I, I don't group. hate Dallas and Kansas City for him. If, yeah. if, he, if it's about, like, I want to go prove my production and go cash Absolutely. in again one more That's time what I'm off thinking. of a shorter deal, I understand that. Yeah. And at that point, if he thinks about winning championships, he probably relents a little bit on the money. And he already a Super Bowl champion. Right. right. right? Good point. All right, day two of free agency underway, Adam. Lots been going on. We just talked about Jacoby Myers to Vegas. What else do we need to know? Let's start with Darren Waller. Darren Waller traded today to the New York Giants for a third-round pick in this upcoming draft, the 100th overall selection, which, oh, by the way, the Giants got from the Kansas City Chiefs for Kadarius Toney, which the mm -hmm. Kansas City Chiefs got when they lost Ryan Poles to the Chicago Bears. So Ryan Poles essentially started that pick, and it ends with Darren Waller going to New York and the selection going to Las Vegas instead. And that trade was made possible by the fact that earlier in the day, the Raiders signed Jacoby Myers and reached agreement. The Dolphins signed a pair of their own running backs today, Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson, both three up on two-year deals. Mostert's worth up to 7.6. Wilson's worth up to 8.2. Both incentives in there. Dolphins get to keep both their running backs, and that is something that, that was important for that offense here moving forward. The Los Angeles Chargers running back Austin Eckler was granted permission today to seek a trade. He's got one year left on his contract, $6.25 million left on that deal. The running back market right now is bad in the National Football League for free agent running backs, but Austin Eckler wants a new deal and feels like he deserves one, and his production is almost unmatched across the NFL. We'll see if the Chargers work out a deal for him, and the New York Jets are closing in on an agreement for Alan Lazard that would be a four-year, $44 million deal. Just told moments ago it's not done yet, but they've been working to this all day long overnight. Denied those numbers overnight, but yes, that is going to be the deal if and when it does get done with the New York Jets, and that is obviously 
a breadcrumb to what's going on in New York as we all wait for the Aaron Rodgers decision, right? But Al Lazar going to the Jets? Oh, that's interesting. Mm. And they're interested in Randall Cobb or Mercedes Lewis? That's interesting. As Brian Windhorst would say, something is going on in New York with the Jets. I, I, think that make, I, I think that makes their offense better. I think yeah. Lazard is Lazard. the number two outside of G- yeah. Garrett Wilson. It elevates their offense. Well, listen, yeah. they've got a lot more of these guys they got to add to make Aaron Rodgers happy. And by the way, speaking of the Jets' interest in former Packers, Brian Clark tweeted this out. He said, Aaron Rodgers is going to keep the homies employed. He's a real friend. In RC, when your deal's up, can you do the same for us? I know. Yeah, come on, RC. Tell them they got to keep all of us or you're leaving. That's what the power he has. Okay, here's a look at ESPN's top five free agents entering this offseason. As you can see, four of the top five have already agreed to deals with Javon Hargrave going to San Francisco. Mike McGlinchey headed to Denver. Jamal, Jamel Dean staying put in Tampa. Jesse Bates going to Atlanta. However, the top free agent, Orlando Brown Jr., still remains out there. Remember, the Chiefs agreed to a blockbuster deal with Jawan Taylor yesterday. So, kind of looking a little iffy for Brown. But, Dan, if Brown does not return to Kansas City, do you have concerns for Mahomes' protection when you think about what that O-line will look like? No, one, because Brett Veach, their general manager, has drafted Creed Humphrey, their center, and Trey Smith, their right guard in the last couple of years. So, like, this, this organization does a great job of identifying talent to draft and then developing that offensive line talent. Number two, Patrick Mahomes. The ball out, the way that he controls the pass rush, the way he's learned to do that over the past couple of years. And then Andy Reid. I'll go back to the Super Bowl. They played against the team that had the most sacks in the NFL, and I understand the surface wasn't great, but in most sacks in the NFL in, what, 40 years in Philadelphia? They got nothing. So I think the group can control that unit still really good. And it's really Lucas Niang, who should play right tackle for them, has to stay healthy. Right. Yeah, look, Chicago Bears need to be on the phone. That's number Come one. On now. Uh, Poles, New England, Pittsburgh. New England, Pittsburgh. But to me, Chicago, right? When you look at what they've been building, pay attention to what Chicago is doing. They're solidifying their front seven. This league is still about the line of scrimmage and guys that can make plays downhill, protecting your quarterback, getting after the pass. Orlando Brown is one of those guys that has proved this protection. Justin Fields' movement will help him as well. I think the Chicago Bears make this move. I think it's taking so long, Shefty. You would know more than me because it's going to be a mega deal. That's not why. Mm. That's not why. Essentially, it was a case where I think that Orlando Brown was talking to the Chiefs. The deal didn't get done. The Chiefs moved on with Juwan Taylor. And now Orlando Brown is looking to find a new home. The Bears were in on Mike McGlinchey. Didn't get him. He went to Denver. Chicago would seem to make a lot of sense. But he wants a lot of money. And some teams were thinking in other areas. Ooh. I don't know if they realize that. That's surprising to me. And I don't, no, he's and, not a right tackle. No, right the tackle. league views him as a right, right tackle. Really? He wants to be paid as a left tackle. And so I think okay. that also there, enters right. into it. There's, okay. a, there's a whole host of factors here that are playing in. And I'll say this also. If you're a free agent, yeah. a top free agent, your deal needs to be agreed to almost always on the first day mm, of free agency. Right. Money. If it's not agreed to on the first day from there, the prices usually begin to slide oh, down. Boy. Well, I did not me, think they looked at him like interesting. that, Shefty. Let me throw this in here, guys. Uh, as That's of right now, know. Orlando Brown is supposed to join us live on the show tomorrow Great. in person. So we will be able to ask him about all of this, and we'll see what he's willing to share. Oh, that's a, that, that, that's a... We can't wait. We're going to ask him, you think you're a left tackle or right tackle? Okay, coming up, picking up a ton of quarterbacks and a top quarterback in the draft is crucial for the Panthers, right? They traded up to do that. But hear why Dan believes Carolina 
has set up their future. It does not look like that right now in Brussels. You're watching NFL Live presented by Toro. Yeah, it's real snowy here. (laughs) Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's get that bag season. This is actually my favorite time of the year because dudes are stacking millions and changing their life. We're going to talk about the next player that's got to get that bag. Zach Allen with the Arizona Cardinals. He is absolutely a pass rusher. Don't be surprised when y'all see Zach Allen get his moolah, baby. Remember the name. But we make it rain. Because <laughs> let's get that bag season, baby. Dan, did you buy a new watch with that money? Stripper Dan was Ah! picking that money up. (laughs) (laughs) Stripper Dan! The thing is, we know that's not true because he didn't even know how to pick the fake money up. Mike Mike and Mike Dan! Broncos, 32 and a half million guaranteed. (laughs) We're not talking about stripper Dan. We're talking about people getting paid. Go ahead. Zach Allen. I love this for Zach Allen. Usually the money, this is one of those situations where you get paid and then you become a household name. Yeah. Because people will be paying attention to him now. I think he's a phenomenal player, a great interior rusher, super athletic. Everybody will know Zach Allen based on this move, and now he got some more money in his pocket because of his production in Arizona. I gotta get my mind up. Get your mind right, bro. Hey, by the way, prayers up for us trying to get through the rest of this block. Y'all, so y'all you know me. Stay tuned because y'all it's gonna me, get man. interesting. Okay, the Carolina Panthers have been quite busy the last few days. On Friday, they traded up for the number one pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, sending multiple picks and wide receiver DJ Moore to Chicago. Then yesterday, they bolstered their defensive free agency, agreeing to deals with safety Von Bell and defensive lineman Shai Tuttle. If you didn't see that, it's big, okay? They also shored up their offensive line yesterday, re-signing center Bradley Bozeman to a three-year deal. Carolina has now locked up all their starters along the line there for a while, so they look good. Uh, with Bozeman's new deal. And last season, the unit ranked top 15 in both pass block win rate and run block win rate. But, Dan, how important is this offensive line to whomever the Panthers bring in at quarterback, knowing it's going to be a rookie with that number one overall pick? It's as equally important as the coaching staff that we've all raved about. Mm. That's why it's Carolina still, even though they traded away DJ Moore, is the best place for a rookie quarterback to go to. Everyone talks about when you have a rookie quarterback or a young guy, how do you help him play better? And, and initially, go get him a receiver. No, it's protect him. Yeah. Keep him clean. If you have a good coaching staff and you have a good offensive line, you can help guys get open with the way you call your plays and or scheme your pass concepts. This is still the best place for rookie quarterback. Now, what quarterback kind of like fits that perfectly? C.J. Stroud. I'll say it. Uh-huh. If you keep him clean, he throws it the best in this draft. So, 
There are dots connected there, but I still think this is a great place for any rookie quarterback, but specifically CJ because of the protection. I, you know, Frank Reich obviously was in quarterback purgatory. Yep. This offensive line in Indianapolis started to kind of dismantle. They didn't play to the level they wanted to. And then you think about Tepper bringing him in yeah. and understanding what, what it was going to actually take. Not only an offensive-minded coach, Deuce Staley is the running back coach there. I like Foreman a lot. Yeah. The running back, he was playing really, really well towards the end of the season. There's a lot to build around in Carolina. They need like, some perimeter help. They, they need perimeter help. But if they, they, if they hit a home run on this quarterback, right, you got him on a rookie deal. Frank Reich has his time. You feel comfortable with Frank Reich tutoring right. your young quarterback. And now you start to add those perimeter pieces where we've seen guys give production that you don't give it's $100 so million dollars NFL, to at the wide receiver We do it backwards. Spot. We give the, per, the perimeter help yeah. and avoid the avoid offensive, the line. offensive right. line. They're doing it the right way. Solidify the unit and yeah. then bring the help. You said C.J. Stroud based on the protection. You still think Bryce Young? Yeah, I think overall, people overthinking it. Yeah, I, just I, take for him. two years, I watched Bryce Young. He was the best quarterback out of all these guys that's in this draft. All right, let's get to a couple quick reads, guys, here. Uh, Marcus, give me a team who's absolutely crushed the first two days of free agency. Go ahead. San Francisco, man. Like, this Javon Hargrave move, I don't think people are realizing what this actually does for this football team based on what, how they play defense already. And let's not forget that this is a team now where you think about Kyle Shanahan being so close at trying to win championships, been so close at getting there. They're trying to figure out this quarterback position, but when you add a piece like this on the interior of Bosa, it, it creates space for him, it frees up. Somebody's going to terrorize games, whether that's Hargrave, Armstead, or Nick Bosa. I think you change the complexion of your team when you sign Javon Hargrave. I, I love what Denver's done. McGlinchey and Ben Powers, we're talking about an offensive line that wasn't good last year. Both of them are top 10 in run blocking, run blocking statistics. So an offensive line that is now going to be capable and committed to running the football that's going to help Russell Wilson. Also, your guy, Zach Allen, is added to Randy Absolutely. Gregory and Baron Browning as pass rushers. I love that they're protecting Russell. All right, a big day tomorrow as the new league year begins. Deals can be finalized, and that's when all eyes are on Lamar Jackson. Which teams will have him on speed dial tomorrow? Our guys have a few teams desperate for a quarterback in mind. Hear who they think Lamar could go to next if he leaves the Ravens. NFL Live is presented by Toro. Count on it. We're back on NFL Live and a reminder of what it would cost another team to get Lamar Jackson with him on the non-exclusive tag. A team would have to be able to come to terms on a new contract and be willing to sacrifice two first-round picks. After that, they also have to hope the Ravens won't match the offer as they would retain his rights if they did. That's important. The Ravens do have the chance to match the offer. So this is all happening really soon, okay? We're less than 24 hours, Adam, from teams being able to call Lamar and talk. Where do we stand as it comes to his situation? Well, he's not allowed to talk to these teams. Now, there may be some back-channel conversations. Who knows? We don't exactly know. But what we have seen is this also. At the start of free agency, Carolina needed a quarterback, and it traded up to number one. Right. The Raiders needed a quarterback. Garoppolo. They're going to sign Jimmy Garoppolo. The Jets need a quarterback, and they are clearly zeroing in on Aaron Rodgers. So now you take three teams out of the mix. Now how many other teams are there? And there have been a number of teams that said that they wouldn't do it. Now we don't know whether they're being honest, right. whether they're hiding something, but we're waiting to see 
exactly how it plays out. I just think that the market is not as robust as you would think it would be for a quarterback as great as Lamar Jackson. Hmm. Uh, Marcus, what should what team should be on the line yeah. at 401? By the way, that's the deadline. We come on the air at 4 p.m. Which team should be on the line at 401? Washington Commanders. Uh, based on how this thing is playing out with Aaron Rodgers, the Jets, and then San Francisco. I think San Francisco and that match with Lamar Jackson would be undefendable. I really believe it would if, if they were able to get him. In the, now, look, I'm not, I'm not basing this on the premise of how this would happen and what year's draft picks. I'm just talking about teams where Lamar Jackson could go in right now and be a lot of who he is already, right, with the, with the ability to kind of create that run game. San Francisco, to me, Dude, I would I would be pissed off for the defensive coordinators in the NFL if he ended up in Shanahan's system with the way that they call offense. But here's the thing for me too, and Dan, I got to pass it to you. It's been a lot of terms thrown around about this Lamar Jackson situation, y'all. This is business, this is business. Now, whether you whether the owners have gotten on the phone and say we not. They've always fought against guaranteed contracts. Mm -hmm. They've always said that since I was in the league. They said we can't get to that point. Now, we're going to fight for it as players, and, and Lamar needs to be applauded for trying to get a fully guaranteed contract. Yeah. But ultimately, I think Lamar, w whenever this process starts happening fast, just advice from me. Try not to make it personal. Understand that you're fighting the apple cart and figure out how to get as much money as you can yeah. guaranteed, man. I would say Indianapolis right now. You know, oh, I like San Francisco, same. Washington, because it keeps him in the out of the AFC. Mm -hmm. I think also I would hope that Baltimore would match any offer oh, by yeah. someone else. And this isn't my idea. I saw actually Daniel Jeremiah say this. Yeah. Because if you're Indianapolis, you sit at four right now. Carolina, one, taking a quarterback. Houston at two, taking a quarterback. I still think there's teams that are going to go and try to get up to three with the Arizona Cardinals that could potentially take a quarterback. Seattle, Tennessee, maybe Detroit, maybe the Jets if they don't get Rodgers. So if you're Indy, you're sitting there going, do we want the fourth quarterback in this draft class and they need a quarterback? Yep. Or do we want to take two first-round picks in the money and say we're going to take Lamar Jackson and we're going to go on the very best run with Stane Steichen, their new head coaches, that, that we can? I, I just It sounds like something Ursay would be for. Yeah. At some point. <laughs> you want Lamar, the fourth-best quarterback in this draft class. Yeah. So yeah. really quickly, Adam, and yeah. this may be an unfair question, but when you think about the timeline, so this can all happen tomorrow beginning at 4.01 p.m. Eastern time, okay? Yep. Uh, would – we assume at that point that Aaron Rodgers potentially to the Jets would be done, or are the Jets still going to be in limbo as far as? Look, I, I, to me, the Rodgers thing is a process that they're going through. I had one person say to me today, it doesn't mean it's right, that it could take a little while for these two teams to work out a trade. Potentially, yeah. it could last to the end of the week. You mm -hmm. don't know, right? So it's a process, but starting tomorrow, Lamar can visit other teams, talk to other teams. He's allowed to do all that. All out to do that at 4 o'clock Eastern tomorrow. So I just think that timeline is going to be fascinating to watch because the Jets could be very much in the mix if they don't get Aaron Rodgers, but they may not know until another team I think it's going to be fast for Lamar in. if it's happening. Yeah, you good do, point. Huh? All right, we'll see you tomorrow on NFL Live and our free agency special it's as well. Happen. It's yeah. going to happen, yes.